Hi, you're listening to the Go Time Podcast with Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm Pastor Brandon. Go Time stands for Global Outreach Time, where we share about the amazing things that God is doing through Impact Church in our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. To get involved or find out more information, check out our website at impactfxbg.church. Thanks for listening. known in this city. So, man, praise God. Hey, um, you guys may have noticed when you sat down, we put a flyer on everybody's seat today um, because today we are observing as a church Orphans and Widows Sunday. And, uh, and so if you guys would get that flyer out, I want to point a couple of things out to you. And I think we'll even have a couple of these things on the screen. But I want to say just a couple of things. Today we're going to be talking about um, adoption, foster care, um, and you notice it's, it's not just orphans, it's orphans and widows. And that actually comes from the Bible because numerous times throughout Scripture, when God commands us to take care of orphans, He includes widows in that command as well. And uh, the main reason is because those were the two most vulnerable people groups in society back then. And so we grow up, in, uh, you know, those of you who have grown up in America or now have made your way to America, you see that we have all these crazy government systems of, you know, if you're elderly or you're a widow, like, we, can, we find, can find government assistance and things. And if you're an orphan, we have a foster care system. And even though we may look at those things and go, man, those things aren't good. They could be a lot better. Yes, absolutely. But compared to most other nations in the world, like we have a lot of care as a country for some of these things. But uh, God never asked the government to do this. God asked his people to do this. And so Christians should be leading the way when it comes to taking care of widows and orphans. So I wanted to say this. Number one, if you are a widow uh, here at the church, and, and I don't know that, I need you to come let me know that. <laughs> um, just in the, in the best way that makes you feel comfortable possible. The reason for that is we have a specific command in Scripture to take care of you. And, uh, and I want to make sure that our pastors, our church, that you feel loved and secure and taken care of. Um, and so you let me know the best way we can do that. Um, and, uh, and also, and, and if we know that and we can do anything for you, please let me know that too, even if we already know that you're here with us uh, in our church. And if you're here and you are thinking about adoption, going through the adoption process, going through the foster care process, thinking about going through the foster care process, or aware of the foster care process. Like, um, man, wasn't Project Belong amazing last week? That was such a cool ministry. I guess none of you were here last week. Well, that was last week, right? Okay, it was awesome, right? Okay, y'all just being introverted this morning. So it's, everybody's like, yes, that was wonderful. Um, yeah, Project Belong, amazing organization. Uh, we're looking forward to share, sharing with you guys ways that we're going to continue to partner with them um, to help love on and serve foster care families uh, here in our city. But uh, today I wanted to just show you a couple of things. I mean, you see right here, James chapter 1, verse 27, um, pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And so that's why we're taking a Sunday. We as a church, we don't just do this once a year. We talk about this throughout the year, but today is a special day we're highlighting that. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but today there are 5 million children living in orphanages and 100 million more struggling to survive on the streets. That's around the world. So I want you to think about that today as we're here and we have an amazing kids men going on behind, behind us, that there are over 100 million children um, without homes to go to today. Um, that 
Um, 80% of children living in orphanages have a living parent, and almost all have extended family members. Um, and so uh, you just look at these statistics, and there, there are more, but I, I don't, I'm not going to like pour all of this out to you today. But I just wanted you to see, like, if you're wondering, well, Brandon, with all that's going on in the world today, like, why take a day to talk about this? And, and it's because this is always happening. Like, this, is, this has always been happening. And not just today, but it was clearly a problem in the Bible, too, uh, thousands of years ago. So I have asked um, two of my wonderfully amazing, beautiful friends, Jake and Rachel Dellinger, to come on up. You guys could give them a hand. They're going to come up and hang out with me today. I've got a microphone for each of you. See, you don't even have to share with him. Thank you. <laughs> um, so a couple of things, but um, I asked them to come up because, well, first of all, um, it's been a while since we've heard from you guys. Uh, Jake and Rachel are going through the adoption process right now, um, and uh, we've heard from them, but it's been a few months and uh, been a while, so I wanted to get an update from them. Uh, but also, we wanted to chat with what this looks like for us as a church and how we can be involved in this process. And so, Jake, maybe, um, and Rachel, maybe you guys could give us a, just a brief update about your adoption process and where you guys are at. We rehearsed these questions at home, and that one's mine. So okay, I'll, I'll you got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we can only speak to kind of our limited process. There's lots of different ways to go about this, but we're going to be speaking to our experience going through the domestic infant adoption program with our particular agency. Um, so yeah, we spoke, I think, last year during this month as well, and uh, no real updates. We don't have, we haven't adopted yet, um, but basically what our process has looked like is we started by just going to an informational meeting, um, and then from there you kind of go at your own speed doing the paperwork, and we were like in it to win it. So we were home study approved within like four months back in 2019, um, and that just meant a social worker came to our home, did a lot of like background checks and interviews and all the paperwork involved. Um, we then basically make a book. Um, it's a essentially a brochure for your family, which is, it's kind of a weird thing to do. You like log into Shutterfly and it's like this sacred book that you're making, mm. but you're just pouring your heart out um, knowing that somebody's gonna be reading that who is facing a, a pregnancy that they're contemplating placing that child for adoption. So it's wow. a very uh, kind of sacred thing. So you make the book, um, and then essentially what it looks like is as cases come through, our social worker sends them to us, asks us to pray, it's a Christian organization, asks us to pray about whether we feel equipped to handle that particular case, and if we do, um, then we have our book shown to that expectant mother or expectant couple. Um, and we put our process on hold briefly while we were pregnant with our son, who's now three. Um, but we have been an active waiting family again for about a year and a half, wow. a little bit longer, um, and we're just waiting for our baby to come home. <laughs> wow. Th you hear the perseverance that that takes and um, the determination. Years in the making, guys, it would have been really easy to just say, well, maybe God doesn't want that for us. And uh, so I guess this question may be a, a broader question. So it's kind of like a game. I get to decide who's going to take what question. This is a lot of fun. Um, but uh, like there may be some people wondering, like, why should I adopt or why would I adopt? Um, so why are you guys doing that? Which one of us is that? Me? That was all you. I only <laughs> well, we, uh, before we got engaged even, we were going through this book and relationship questions, and one of the questions was uh, about our future family and if we would ever consider 
adoption uh, to be a part of that. And they're like, yeah, of course. We, yeah, we want to adopt. Yeah, we, we want to <laughs> adopt. Okay, let's do it. So ever since then, we've been we've known that we wanted to to adopt, and uh, that's kind of yeah, that's how it started. Um, then we had Joey, and we thought that that did kind of throw a wrench into things because mm. we wanted to go through the adoption. But then we that whole process, uh, infertility, um, the whole adoption process has really made us forced us to trust God. Wow. So we've been grateful for everything that he's done for us for all the support that you've had uh given us um and that we get to grow closer to god through this wow jake that's amazing because i want you to listen to that it would have been really easy you go through a process like this i'd imagine there's some paperwork involved i'd imagine there's some waiting involved i'd imagine there's some miss or lack of communication involved and you go through this really could be discouraging or frustrating process and i love the fact that you guys didn't grow bitter through it but instead, you just said, well, okay, God, what, what next? And you stayed the course. I think that's super inspiring. So um, how is, obviously, we as a church, anyone can adopt. You don't have to be a Christian to adopt. But why is that really important for us as Christians? Like, like how, how is adoption a picture of, like, what God has done for us? It's kind of hard to make the comparison uh, because God has saved us, and we don't want to... We don't want to see ourselves as like the savior for, I don't know, but looking at it that way, uh, a few, yeah, we actually just read this a few weeks ago, Ephesians 1, 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his mm. own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Mm. So God's done that with us. We want to do it. <laughs> and more importantly than that, too, we don't just want to bring someone into our family uh, but the whole purpose of adoption and the whole purpose of uh, parenting is to really bring another person into God's family. Mm. So that's what, what our goal is. Wow. Jake, I love, dude, how well said was that? That was really well said. And I love the fact that he was like, well, let me read the Bible to you. And then that's any more questions. Um, so what, what would you guys say to someone who maybe is here today or watching online and they're considering adoption? Um, but it's always just been something like in the back of their heads where they know it would be a good thing to do, but the timing is never right or, you know, the excuses I'm sure you guys have even worked through. So, like, what would you say to someone today who might be considering adoption? This one's my question. Yeah, I thought it might be. Short answer is do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it has ever been on your heart in some way, shape, or form to be part of the foster care system, whether it be respite care foster parent, whether it be adoption, follow that and go for it because mm. God's put that there for a reason. Mm. We are people that, or at least I won't speak for Jake, but I'm a kind of person where God will put something on my heart and I'll just brush it off because mm. I'm like, I can't do that. That's not meant for me. That's meant for somebody else. Mm. That's meant for somebody bigger than me, stronger than me, a better believer than me. Wow. Um, but here we are five years into the process, still waiting, um, but knowing that God has carried us through the entire process, whether it be finances or paperwork or there has barely been any snags in our process. There's been a couple and God's handled them with grace and handled us with grace. And so if we can do this, you can do this. Um, and I don't I don't say that lightly. I know this is this is a lifetime decision, um, bringing somebody into your family, into your home. Um, but man, 
the miracles that you see God do through this process is something that, I, I mean, we can tell you all the stories. It would take a while, but <laughs> um, there is miracle after miracle. And also, um, we've told our social worker just to send us all the cases um, that they receive. So we do have, um, we would prefer to maintain birth order in our particular situation. So we are interested in adopting a child, you know, two and under um, in, our, in our family. But we've just said send everything our way so mm. we can at least pray. Because I think on those Sun Relief pages it says not everybody is called to adopt, but yeah. every Christ follower is called to pray. Yeah. And so at a minimum, even if there's been cases that have been sent our way that we're like, you know what? we are not equipped to handle those particular needs in that particular situation. We've prayed for that child and that family, and we've received some updates, and um, we get to see how God has worked in those families' lives to bring those people together. So um, it's a lot bigger than just our baby, our family. It's, it's a whole unique world that is just a privilege to be a part of. Wow, that's amazing. I even learned stuff there. Oh, sorry, I got Careful. so excited. <laughs> I was like, just became Pentecostal. I, I thought that um, one of the cool things about that is just the different ways to be involved in the process, right? Like, you don't have to, like, maybe you're not going to adopt, um, but maybe you need to be praying um, for those who are adopting. Or maybe you need to be giving financially to help people adopt. Like, there's all sorts of ways. So, uh, Rach mentioned this um, uh, flyer right here. So, there's a QR code down there if you want some ways that you can pray or some more information or even to give financially. Like, that's a, a way that you can do that. Um, but speaking of which, adoption costs money, right? Yeah. It does. What is the average cost of an adoption? So again, I'll take this one if that's okay. Um, so it's uh, we can only speak to our particular situation with our agency. Um, but the average cost just for what we pay our agency is $38,000. 38. 38. And what that covers is basically we've, we've already paid half. Um, and that's program fee one. And that essentially says we're part of the process, we're joining their adoption family, um, and it covers the cost of the social worker that's been working with us for five years, um, and just the cost of the, there's also a social worker who works with the pregnant expectant families, um, and they receive lifetime counseling. Wow. Um, and so there's also program fee two, which is what happens when baby comes home, and that covers um, six months of supervision, so they are supervised visits where they come in and they just make sure that we're a good home and mm. a good fit. Um, but it also covers things like when we were there for the informational meeting, there was a craft night for fathers and daughters, both biological and adoptive. Wow. Um, and so they just, they love these families so hard and so well. And like I said, it's lifetime counseling. Wow. It's beautiful. And so it's expensive, but it's, there's a reason behind mm -hmm. the, th knowing what the reason was behind like the price tag made it a little bit easier, but sure. it is, that's just what we pay our agency. And then you have the cost of all the paperwork and, um, and all that stuff. So uh, it, it can get pretty expensive. And then the cost of just adding a family member. Well, yes. Because <laughs> they, they're going to eat. They you know? Apparently it, babies it, eat a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I want you guys to hear that tens of thousands of dollars. And so some of you are like, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. 38, that, mm, nah, I don't think that's me. Um, but listen, here, so here's what we want to do. Um, we believe, well, we know statistics tell us that in the United States of America, if one family from every local church in the United States would adopt a child, we would shut down the entire foster care system in the United States of America. One family from every evangelical church would literally close the foster care system 
um, and we would no longer have an orphan crisis uh, in the United States of America. Um, but we know that there are obstacles to that, one of them being finances. Um, and so I, in a second, I'm going to ask them to how we can pray for them, and we're going to pray for the Dellinger family, and we're going to pray for uh, the widows and orphans, maybe even within our church. But um, I know that one of their prayer requests is going to be, would you pray that God will continue to provide for us financially to be able to sustain this and do this? Um, and so as their pastor, as your pastor, I want to say too, um, why, don't we, why don't we do something as a church to, to help not just the Dellingers, but future families that come through our church that say, God adopted us, and so we're going to go adopt children and we're going to be a part of bringing the gospel to children and changing legacies and changing futures and changing, uh, you know, last, making a lasting impact in the lives of these children and their families forever, possibly. And so why don't we as a church say that we're going to do that? And so what um, I've thought up, and we talked to Jake and Rachel, and, um, and so what we want to do as a church is uh, starting this week, we want to open up a fund that you and others can donate money to that will strictly go towards helping families foster and adopt children um, throughout the country and right here in Fredericksburg. And so you guys think that's something we should do as a church? Yeah, yeah I think so. And so, uh, so that's something we're going we're gonna to do, and you're going to get an email, so make sure you're on our, on our email list. And I want to be clear, like, some of those funds may go to help the Dellinger family with things like, we adopted a child from California, and now we've got to go out to California four times this year, and plane tickets are crazy, and all of this stuff. And so some of that might go to helping the Dellingers. God has also been providing amazingly for them, so some of it may go towards someone else here today who God just called to adopt, but money was an issue, and now you've heard, well, actually, I'm going to get some help, and God's people are going to surround us and help us do this. And so we, church, we can do this. We can adopt children who need adoption, who need family. We can step in to the foster care system and provide for these children, and not just physically, but spiritually, a legacy of the gospel that could change legacies of lineages um, throughout the course. So with that, I'm very excited that we're going to get to partner with you guys and partner hopefully with future families in our church who are going to adopt. But how can we pray for you? How else can we pray for you? Uh, just for patience. That's another, that's a big thing. Um, we would also love for you to pray for uh, our future, future child's birth mother and father. Um, we don't want, we want to be involved in their lives as well as the child's life, obviously. Um, and there's a lot that goes into adoption, a lot of trauma and pain um, once the child's been placed. So we want, we don't want it to just end there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that um, there have been some cases that have come through where before we fall in love with the idea of this particular child, we fall in love with the birth mother's story mm -hmm. or the expectant mother's story. Um, and that's what we, yeah, we, we desire personally an open adoption where we can have a relationship with her as well. So, but even if she desires a close adoption, just whoever she is and whoever he is, the birth father, just praying for them, especially going into the holiday season, just praying that, you know, whatever their circumstances are, that they're safe and, mm. um, yeah, that the if, if our baby is growing and 
has been conceived, just praying that the, the expectant mom just makes safe choices and um, that that baby is doing well. Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, we'd love to pray for you. And uh, would you guys, I'm going to pray out loud, but would you guys just join me in prayer for, uh, for Jake and Rachel and Joseph, um, but also for um, all of this that we've talked about today. So let's pray. Hey, Pastor Brandon here again. Thanks for listening to our Go Time podcast. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at ImpactFXBG or our website, ImpactFXBG.Church. If something we talked about sparked an interest in you, we would love to hear from you. You can email hello at ImpactFXBG.Church. Until next time, let's keep living the dream.